0: I'm feeling a little cooped up at home, Mike. Pandemic's going to do that to you, but where'd you want to go? I was thinking about Europe.
1: What about cruise around the Mediterranean instead? I don't think you could get me on a cruise ship even before COVID, but this story didn't help. Uh, we're going to talk
0: about, and you can jump on board, the Costa Concordia.
1: The Costa Concordia was an Italian cruise ship that made international news in January 2012. So, about 10 years ago. When it struck a reef off the shore of Tuscany, it capsized and sort of sank, killing over 32 people on board, with two divers being killed later while working part of the salvage team.
0: The ship's captain, Francesco Scateno, was an abandoned ship with some 300 people still on board. He was later <laughs> found guilty of manslaughter, obviously, well, you'll see why in a bit, and sentenced to 16 years
1: in prison. That's a big Yikes. So yeah, it's pretty bad. don't abandon ship. I'm going to call him Frankie, so I don't have to do the Italian. Frankie. Okay.
0: Frankie. You, you could just go with Francesco. That's totally Francesco. fine. Francesco. Yeah.
1: Francesco. Why did you abandon ship? We'll get to him. Uh, but let's first talk about the accident itself.
0: January the 13th, 2012, the Costa Concordia was on the first leg of a cruise around the Mediterranean Sea. The crew diverted from the planned route, moving closer to shore when it struck an underwater rock.
1: Later in court, because boy did this go to court afterwards, it came out that this course change had not been approved by the parent company of the ship. The captain said he had wanted to show off the ship to the island and give passengers a closer view of the scenery. Apparently this is a thing that some sometimes happens on cruise ships. They get close and like honk the horn and... You know, people wave and are excited. Mm -hmm. Uh, He denied a report that he had been seeing a woman from the island and she had wanted him to make this maneuver. So some sketchy stuff going on here.
0: There's a bunch of reasons there, right? But whatever the reason, things went terribly wrong. The port side of the ship struck a reef some 26 feet below the surface of the water. The result was a 160-foot-long gash in the side of the ship. Yikes. The engines and generators were quickly submerged. That's pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, this cut off both power and propulsion. There had been no warning of the impact, as Frankie had previously disabled the alarm system for the computer's navigation system. Come on. I, do you know why this? he did this?
1: Well, for a lady, was it
0: because he wanted to go off course? Like, what was the was there any known reason for why he shut the alarm system off?
1: Yeah, so I read a bunch of the court stuff, and some of it will be linked in the show notes. He said that he knew this area really well, and that even and that he thought maybe the alarm system was too conservative. What he could do with his ship. Right. And so he didn't want to be bothered by it. So he turned it off. <laughs> it's like the reverse, you know, like the radar noises
0: in a car. You yes. Know? Beep, it's like they go beep, off too soon. And beep, he's beep, like, beep. I know where I'm going here. That's right. Don't
1: forget, forget about that noise. And then you all back right. your car into a garage door. <laughs> We've all been there, right? <laughs> We've all been there. <laughs> he had tried turning the ship. And again, some of the court stuff, maybe there was like some language barrier issues with the crew. It's a little... For something that happened 10 years ago, there's a lot of questions about what actually happened here. Okay. But whatever happened, it was just too little too late. And the ship was taking on water after the strike. And to make matters worse, if that were even possible, the wind was pretty strong pushing the tall ship. And go get pictures of this. This is a massive ship. Mm -hmm. The wind is pushing it towards shore and it eventually would tip over and come to rest partially on its side.
0: The crew was also slow to initiate emergency procedures. It took two calls from the Italian Coast Guard for the truth that the ship was sinking to come out to them. Jeez. An hour after the initial impact, Francesco gave the command to abandon ship and shortly thereafter left the ship, as we had mentioned before. I like, I like the thought that the abandoned ship command he just gave to the mirror and then Walked off.
1: Uh, the captain said, "I have to go." <laughs> well, what I got to do?
0: <laughs> who has the authority here? I'm not above <laughs> this order. A Coast Guard captain uh, <laughs> later ordered him to go back on board to oversee the evacuation, but he refused.
1: And that's how you get into legal trouble, right yep. there. Mm-hmm. Getting everyone to safe ground would not be as easy as it would seem. Uh, the ship was already listing to one side, and this made access to some lifeboats increasingly dangerous. To make matters worse, some crew members seemed unable or unwilling, or maybe this hadn't been properly trained, to help deploy the lifeboats. I bet stuff like that happens more often than you'd expect. People not being, like, trained well enough in these situations? No, the unwillingness. Mm. Yeah, maybe.
0: Because you are, like, okay, like, I'm not saying anyone's right or wrong here but like, I think about this sometimes when I'm getting the safety messages on planes, mm. where it's like, if something bad starts to happen, like the people that are employed by this company, do they have to risk their lives like for everybody else? You know what? It's like a really weird part of it all, right? Yeah, that like, I can see
1: that. And I would imagine Frankie here didn't set the best culture of safety no, and responsibility. No, it seems like it. No, I, <laughs> right.
0: I would, I, what I will say is that <laughs> He should have stuck around, yes, I feel like, it is as his the captain st- of the vessel, yes. making the decisions that led to it. Mm-hmm. But, like, the, the kind of, you know, like, your average person on the ship, it's like, yep, I'm not saying not. they should, I'm not saying they shouldn't, but it's it is a weird grey area, I feel like. Maybe, yeah. Anyway. At this point, many other vessels in the area had come to rescue those who had been on board. See, that's good people. Uh, but it still took several hours to get people off board. By the early hours of the next morning, almost all of the 3,200 passengers and 1,000 crew members were safe and accounted for. That's a lot of crew for the amount of passengers. Yeah, it is. Must have been a real luxury crew liner.
1: Right until it hit a reef. Yes, it was great until that point. Of course, and sadly, not everyone survived. Some Mm -hmm. have been trapped by the rising water. Uh, Others were killed when jumping from the ship to the ocean below. This seems like a miracle to me. Divers were able to save a handful of people over the following days, even as the ship was still perched on this outcropping of rock it finally settled on. Mm -hmm. So they, they would cut big holes into the hull and send divers in and found people alive that is amazing to me i don't even
0: understand that like i just don't i can't get my head around that that's wild uh, over the course of the next few months unfortunately several bodies were recovered from the wreckage with the last two only being reached once the wreck had been removed from the shore where it lay but more on that after the break
1: this episode of ungenious is made possible by squarespace the all-in-one platform to build your online presence and to run your business From websites and online stores to marketing tools and analytics, they have you covered. Uh, They have everything you need to get started. You can get a domain name. They have great 24-7 customer support. Plus, they have tools for SEO and email marketing as well. So no matter what you want to do, you start with this professionally designed template. They they all look beautiful. Use drag-and-drop tools to add your content, to customize things, set up a store, and everything looks great. On mobile devices so someone out there checking on their smartphone, your website's going to look fantastic. You can use Squarespace to turn your next big idea into a website, showcase your work with an incredible portfolio, publish a blog or a podcast, promote your business, announce upcoming events, and so much more. Actually, just the morning we're recording this, Mike, this is true. uh, A group here in Memphis that I built them a Squarespace site a few years ago, they're putting their first product on sale this morning. And we didn't have to rebuild the website. We just turned on commerce. They added their products and they started selling stuff today. Just all through Squarespace. We didn't have to go anywhere else. Head to squarespace.com slash ungenius for a free trial. There's no credit card required. When you're ready to go, use the offer code ungenius to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain name. That's squarespace.com slash ungenius and the code ungenius to get 10% off your first invoice and to show you support for the show. Our thanks to Squarespace for their support of Ungeniust and all of Relay FM. All right, so you've got this giant ship.
0: It's on its side, up against the rock ledge just offshore. What do you do?
1: The first course of business was to create an exclusion zone around the ship to stop the looting that began almost immediately. Wow. This is a wrinkle I wouldn't have expected. You get your buddy, and you get in a canoe... It's just right Mm -hmm. offshore. You can look at pictures of it. It's right there. And you just go around and they had holes cut in the hole for search and rescue. And I guess you go in there and take some stuff. It's a terrible idea.
0: This was followed by a large floating barrier to keep oil leaking from the ship from doing widespread damage to the area. Environmental damage caused by the wreck was, of course, a major concern for those who lived around there, especially when leftover fuel was pumped from the submerged engineering levels.
1: There were also concerns that the wreckage could settle further, with the ship coming off the rocky ledge it was on, slipping into deeper water. Uh, Another worry was that the ship would just outright collapse due to the, the initial hull damage, and those later openings cut into it for search and rescue purposes.
0: In the spring of 2012, removal of the wreck began. Bids went out to firms for the work of refloating the damaged ship through the use of giant inflatable. Now, here's a fun one for you. I would say, boys.
1: A lot of boys
0: just went out there. Yep, a lot of boys, big Bu- <laughs> strong boys. Buies. You'd say buoys. Buoys, right? buoys is the American. Mm-hmm. And before people go, oh, that's so stupid. You don't call it buoyant buoyancy, do you? It's buoyancy, right? So this is where it comes from for us. Americans don't call the word, it's buoyant. What is it, buoyant? uh, Big floaty boy, you know? Buoyant. So (laughs) you've got a big and giant inflatable boy, and his job was to get the ship out of the water. Work that was estimated uh, to take upwards to a year to get these giant inflatable boys out to uh, lift the ship
1: up. It's a complex plan. Mm -hmm. First, the hull would be secured to the shore with large steel cables, so that would help it from settling any further. And then crews, and this seems terrifying to me, would build an underwater platform below the ship. They would then attach large airtight tanks to the side of the hull, and then slowly fill those tanks with air, and on the higher side, fill them with water, so it would slowly tip back upright.
0: By the fall of 2013, everything was ready to refloat the ship. The final steps took four days as water and air were pumped in and out of the attached structures to pull the ship back upright.
1: The photos from this time are incredible. You can see the crushed side of the ship and a clear water line that cuts across the front and back of the ship, separating the portion that was above water from the portion that was below.
0: The wreckage was stabilized and then is eventually towed, so once they get it up, they're able to tow it away yeah. because the structure kind of will keep float and
1: Yeah, the boys are it. there holding it up.
0: The boys, <laughs> big strong boys, a long time they have to stand there for. They're good swimmers. The wreckage was stabilized and eventually towed to Genoa in the summer of 2014, where it was moored and work began to dismantle the ship. This process took three years, the final dismant- dismantling, With a final total for all of this work, I was astounded by this, it came to $1.2 billion. So much money. That is just an incredible amount of money. Like, I've got to assume a lot of it's covered by insurance, but that means some insurance company paid like hundreds of millions of dollars. It's wild. Nothing's left of this ship today. It's, It's all gone.
1: Yep, completely dismantled. I I did think in writing this, like, what happens when you just have two parts of the ship left? You just, like, disconnect them. It's like, oh, it's done. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Anyways, Mm -hmm. totally scrapped. It's all gone. It was not repurposed or rebuilt and put back into service. As we alluded to earlier, the legal fallout of this disaster was massive. Survivors were offered a payout of €11,000 each, as well as reimbursement for a wide range of related expenses, including the cruise itself. And about a third of passengers took this option.
0: It's not really a lot of money considering everything that happened. No. Well, you get your money back
1: from the cruise, so there's that.
0: Yeah, I suppose. Uh, I would hope you wouldn't get stuck with the bill, right? Like, they're like. You're still going to pay for this, right? You had a good time? We're going to give you 25% back because that's how much of the cruise there was left. That's all good, right? You had a good time for the that other part. That steak you got two nights before delivered to your room, you got to pay
1: for that, buddy. You got to pay for that. <laughs> you think this
0: minibar's free? I don't think so.
1: Court cases around the wreck would take years to settle, with the captain and five others being found guilty of various charges, including manslaughter we mentioned with the captain, negligence, and wrecking, which apparently is a crime. (laughs) Who knew? Hmm. The company Costa Cruises, which was owned by the larger Carnival Cruises, then paid a 1 million euro fine. Again, doesn't seem like it's enough. Doesn't seem like enough money.
0: Especially considering how much money it costs to fix the problem.
1: Yeah. So it's a drop in the literal bucket. Or ocean, I guess. A drop in the ocean, Mike. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. My thanks to Hannah for sending this topic in. If you want to read more about this disaster and definitely go look at images of it, it is shocking to see this thing come out of the water over the course of months. The engineering behind it really impressed me. Uh, There are links in the show notes, relay.fm slash ingenious slash 144. There you get in touch. You can send us your own favorite Wikipedia topic and it can go on the list uh, that we pick from for each of these episodes. You can also submit ideas on Twitter. The show is at Ungeniused. You can find Mike there as I-M-Y-K-E. And you can follow me on Twitter as I-S-M-H. Until next time we wreck a ship to impress a girl, Mike, say goodbye. I have nothing to do with this. I will, <laughs> I will not
0: accept that as, the, <laughs> as my sign-off. Uh, I'm going to go find some some boys. <laughs> as long as they float.